Welcome back to another edition of the Podmen. I'm Brad. I'm Brian. I'm Podman Ron. And boys, this the the cave is dusty. The pod cave is very dusty. It's been a while. It's, it's been a while. I think what June, July. Uh, it's probably been. I forgot. This is episode number one ninety eight on our road to two hundred. Wow. Uh, that was really our goal that we set off at the beginning of the year to be, you know, the the end of the Podman, of course, at episode two hundred. Uh, actually, what? actually, that was the uh, goal for last year. Yeah, it was the goal from last year. Uh, and also, as we're doing our slow introductions here, there he is, Alex. I'm so I'm here. It's me. I'm here. He forgot I, our number. I, That's how long it's been. I, I got. The, I'm playing Spider-Man. PS like Spider-Man Two. I got distracted. Uh, I'm sorry. Alex so, is in a, a Guy Ritchie production. <laughs> uh, apparently, uh, <laughs> we got the uh, uh, for the uh, single camera shaky cam going on yeah. as he wanders through his apartment. Yeah, <laughs> very good. Uh, we were just saying, Alex, that the pod cave is dusty. You forgot how to dial in. Uh, it's been a while since we've gathered, uh, and uh, I mean, movies have. Come and go out of theaters without our reviews, somehow or another, right? Not that big. Where do you keep walking around at? I gotta go outside. Give me a second. Wow, he is. It, it takes him five minutes to get from yeah his bedroom yeah, to outside. What's the square foot of that apartment? <laughs> and then he loses signal. So. He's been walking the entire time we've been on the podcast. And he still isn't outside yet. Okay. There he goes. He's outside now. I'm, it's it's slow. It's slow out here, okay? We're, we're, we're trying our best. All right. Well, any- we need to adjust. Or we need to look at the intern's budget. <laughs> the intern's living in a very nice place. Yeah, this is somewhere uh, in middle America. Uh, uh, by the way, is this episode brought to us by uh, Pepsi Zero Mango? Oh, Whoa. my God. I mean, how horrible can that be, oh. Brian? It's fantastic. It's, fan- it's Pepsi-tastic. I love it. Wow. It, I yeah, love it. Good. Has anybody else tried it? I have not. I've never had it. No. I tried the <laughs> Coke 3K, and I thought it was okay. Oh, the Coke 3K was awful. It was like rose water or some <laughs> shit in it. it was- I loved my rose water flavored Coca-Cola. <laughs> It was fucking awful. Better than my zero mango. But yeah, that zero mango, I swear by it. Okay. That is good. Dr. Pepper, strawberry, and cream. Oh, that's horrible. I hate it. The strawberry oh, cream, really especially good. if we put peanut butter uh, uh, whiskey in it. Peanut butter whiskey. <laughs> oh. Yeah, that's oh, a dangerous so wait, Let combo. me ask you, what is Coke uh, Triple K or what the fuck? 3K, it's just, they're the same shtick as everybody else. They're just trying to come up with different flavors to get you to buy a Coke. It's the Coke of the year 3000. This is what your descendants, many, many, you know, descendants down the line will be drinking. Yeah, but isn't it like, it's kind of uh, racist, 3K Coke? (laughs) Well, no, no, no. 3,000. I, I, I want to see where this is heading. <laughs> no, you I don't. don't. I don't. Well, you just I said we 3K. As in 3,000. What does that have to do with the race? 
I'm oh my confused. God. Three Ks. Oh, don't try to make them say it out loud, please. The, no, K, the KKK. I, I get ah, it. I was just saying. And we're less than five minutes into the first podcast of uh, the past six months, and this is where hey, we've landed up. Uh, soda drink uh, uh, reviews. Soda reviews. Pop reviews. <laughs> Alex is wandering uh, around the apartment. Oh my God, Alex! I'm Can gonna I, have to allowed, turn his video off. Am I allowed to off. wander in my space? I'll turn my video off. There you Fine. go. Oh, no, much God. better. Okay. Oh, I was getting dizzy. I was. Oh, you old, you old ass man. So put me down. <laughs> it's like I'm um, playing a video game, of swinging from city to city. All right. Hey. Well, so well, back on track to Podmen, uh, nerd news and movie reviews, and we don't have anything. I don't think. I mean, maybe we have a little bit of nerd news, hey, but I've got I got a review of uh, Rebels, Star Wars Rebels. Oh, perfect right. timing. There we go. That's Only a decade years, too late. Six years late. Hey. I'm finally catching up to it. So I'll give my review for my. Who wants it? <laughs> of this show that's been oh out for God. years. That I told nice. him to watch for several years. Yeah. I, and he blew me off. Back in episode 97. That that <laughs> show is fantastic. One of the best it's, shows. Wow. We can also talk about Spider-Man 2. Is no one here even bothered to play it? I mean, come no. on. Uh, Josh was in playing it nonstop. Yeah, because it's amazing. I think he made it to level twenty-two in the first uh, in the first day or something. First yeah. ten minutes. I, I'm trying to space it out because I like I played I played the first game like ten times, hundred percent of it, ten times. Because I have I I spent a total of ten days on that game. I think I can tell you how much time I spent. <laughs> I, I know Joshua said earlier he like was like I just saved people from a burning building. So like he was like yeah. swinging by and there was a burning building and he went in and saved people. Like so. It's... Yeah. I spent two on the first Spider-Man game. I spent two hundred ninety-three hours. Wow. Yeah, that's you could have been podcasting that whole time. I could have been. Maybe I'll just. Yeah, see those were during a, during an episode of the Podman. Yeah, exactly. Um, that you know showed. I, I think no. I think there's some episodes of the Podman where I also was playing Spider Man. Well, now that your camera is off, we suspect you may be doing the same at this moment. But uh, no, I'm still wandering around my apartment. Oh my god. Okay, Brian, <laughs> let's get his steps in. Let's try to find some news to talk about. Brian, get us get us somewhere in the past, call it five days worth of news. How about that? Five days? Nah, we're gonna go back further than that. <laughs> the writer's strike ended. The writer's strike, strike ended, but not for everyone apparently. The uh, well, yeah. <laughs> so lots of there'll be a common theme with some of this, uh, and that common theme is Marvel Television Ooh. is not doing so hot. No, <laughs> which is what so, it needs, though. Honestly, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. That's it absolutely like needs it. Disagree. Yeah, <laughs> I disagree. Well, and and I agree. You, no, yeah, it's. Saying, I just think that everything they put out now, everybody's just gonna jump on it regardless. Yeah, but it's been it's right. been garbage. Like except Loki. <laughs> yeah, Loki season two. I like this season of Loki better than last season. It doesn't make uh, my yeah. head hurt quite as much. I love Loki. <laughs> but uh, so lately for Marvel, though, started about well, this 
She-Hulk? I mean, She-Hulk was probably the lowest of low bars. I mean, She-Hulk. I'll give you She-Hulk, but after She-Hulk, I mean, okay, Ant-Man. Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumator. Oh, yeah, awful. Uh, uh, Secret Invasion? Drivel. The lowest lowest of lows. Worse than She-Hulk. I retract what I said. The wet fart that was uh, Secret Invasion. Secret Invasion is worse than She-Hulk, man. At least we got Daredevil back. God damn, that show is awful. I think what made me the maddest, though, was She-Hulk. It was like the writers were just like, fuck it. Fuck it. You know? Uh, we're gonna write whatever we want. No, you know, like we're gonna, we're gonna. Uh, they've given us this, and we're just gonna bastardize this material as much as absolutely possible. So, but yeah, of the ones like I, I didn't. Uh, Secret Invasion was just dull and and pointless. She Hulk actively makes me angry <laughs> when I think about that television program. I mean, but, you were complaining about this when the episode, like whenever it came out, right? We we heard your we heard your opinions of this. You're still mad about it. I'm still angry. You're still angry I'm about still, it. I'm still pissed. Still and it's not because okay. it's not because of the feminism or any of that. It's it's the they just shit out. Of, they didn't care anything about the property. They didn't even care about the the narrative, uh, the comic book narrative. It was just ah, just throw some shit at a wall. Oh, oh, I thought that was funny. Okay, well we should put it in the show. And then there was no oversight. But um. Back to the news piece of this, or, or as this is, is uh, um, continued to be a problem for Marvel. First, we got news about two weeks ago that uh, uh, the Daredevil writers have all been fired. Uh, they were they had already I think they were already up to like a fourth. Or they were up to like the fourth or fifth episode was going into pre-production or something. They've scrapped the entire series uh, and they're starting over fresh. All right. So, uh, and uh, a part of this was basically uh, the whole, you know, be reborn is is kind of a bait and switch. The the fact that they were born again, the fact that they named it born again, everybody wanted to. You know, that's the most famous Daredevil right. storyline. It had nothing to do with that storyline, yeah. right? So, so I think there was also a concern over when people tune into this, they're going to expect the born again you know, uh, um, storyline and they're going to get pissed real quick when they realize they're not getting it. So plus, you know, they had the decision of not bringing back foggy or Karen page, right? Uh, all that shit's pretty, uh, I don't know. It seemed like they were already like just stumbling right out of the gates. So it's going back to, to, uh, um, it's being reworked. The scripts are being completely redone, and I would be willing to bet before too long we're gonna. Once the once the actor strike is yeah. over, we're gonna see that uh, Foggy's back at least. Oh, I, so. I thought you were going to say we're going to have a recast of uh, Daredevil, that the Charlie Cox or whatever is going to be too old to play him. Well, that's a possibility too at that point because you know, it's going to be eighteen episodes. That's now. I think you're going to have two things happen. I think you're one. You're they're going to announce Foggy's back. As a as a uh, a show of goodwill and solidarity to the fan base, and then two, I got a feeling it's getting cut from eighteen episodes down to like, you know, nine. Yeah, nine to twelve. Yeah, um, that's one. Two. Also, out of all of this, we've gotten news about some of the other properties and the problems they've had. So they've said now they are no longer going to do. 
limited series, everything they're going to green light from now going forward will have the intention of having multiple seasons. Okay. Right. Because we don't know if we're getting another season of Moon Knight. Right. She Hulk, we don't know. Uh, uh, Secret Invasion, nobody wants. Right. <laughs> um, so now going forward, the uh, the properties will be intended to have multiple seasons. Okay. Um, they also said with uh, Secret Invasion, there was a, a lot has come to light out of Secret Invasion. It had only been ended up only being six episodes. There was no heroes in it, right? There was no crossover with any mar- established Marvel heroes, right? Uh, and apparently, they fired that whole crew, or they fired that showrunner after about a year of developing the show, hired somebody else. The other guy comes in and it was just a shit show the entire time. It was like there was constant infighting on the set between creatives, cast, everybody. So, uh, yeah, they basically, the fact it sounds like secret invasion should have just been scrapped altogether, but they cut it down to six episodes and, and, you know, threw it out there to no fanfare whatsoever. Uh, and then finally, along the same lines, the rumor now is that the Wonder Man TV show has been scrapped. So we will no longer be getting the uh, adventures of Simon Williams. Wow. Yeah, I heard that crap. I read an article about today. So, yeah. That makes me sad. That a does, bit. Not, does not make me sad whatsoever. It makes me sad a little bit. I think that could have been really good, but that's all right. I'll, I'll cry about it later. Yeah. Alex, uh, any uh, what are your takes on this stuff? You have a, uh, a finger, your finger on the pulse of some of this uh, uh, Hollywood on, on all the ho- I, shenanigans thing. Can you hear me? Yes. Yes. Okay. Like I think everything is the right decision. I think it sucks for those creatives that were involved in those projects because I think especially like for that Wonder Man show it was being and. I, Brad and Brian, don't crucify me here because I'm on, on I'm on PMR's team. It was being made by the same guy who was doing um, who did Shang Chi, which I really enjoyed. Of course, uh, and and so I had I had some I I really like him as a creative. Dustin Lin is his name, and he's really talented, and I like his projects outside of MCU. I mean, he does some really great stuff. So it was kind of upsetting to see something of his canceled because I do think he makes quality work. And I love uh, Yaya, Yaya Abdul-Mateen, who's playing Wonder Man. So that sucks. But I, I'm glad that a, that a studio knows when they're stretching their limits. So, and these are and these are all projects that once Secret Wars, Secret yeah, once Secret Wars is done, you can go back to these. I mean, the, the, we're gonna have a bigger Marvel universe coming out of it probably anyway. So it would be cool to come back to this. But I like that Marvel's like, you know what? Let's just focus on what we got to do right now. Let's let's tell the story we got to tell because we're not telling it well. Well, so I, I appreciate what they're what they're trying to do. It just sucks for the creatives involved. I feel like it's hitting the 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 I mean, we're getting lots of news about it now. But I, a lot of this shit, I think, was in play 18 months ago. Right. I yeah, mean, I agree. There's been no movement. On Shang Chi too, none, no, no movement, right? What? Uh, there's been no movement on doing anything else with the um, Eternals, none, right? Fantastic Four. Uh, well, even yeah, Fantastic yeah, Four, like there's been nothing. So it's it, <laughs> I mean, it, you, 
Right. It's you've got to the point where like I think people have been saying at Disney for a while, wait, this ain't right. And then you had other people that were just still shitting it out. Like we oh, we're still getting you know, keep the gravy train rolling and now now everybody's kind of coming to the same realization. The reason why Shang-Chi didn't get a second uh, didn't get a sequel announced immediately uh, is the same reason why we're getting some of this shit right now. Is they well, realize, but they're not going to say it out loud until it it starts to show up in the numbers. And now it's showing up in the numbers, you know? Yeah. My thing is, I think there's also, like, there's some accountability here. On, I think we can all agree. There's been some, there's been a Disney effect these last couple of years on Marvel. I don't know why, but the there's, they don't seem to have like their oversight and they're like who they're showing these movies to. Like there was, there was an article that came out like, I think last week that was like, Disney execs thought Ant-Man the Wasp was going to be a like a smash hit, like critically everything. <laughs> like, and it was like, what do you mean? Like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, Disney signed off on that. I'm like, when did Disney get so lackadaisy on shit? Like, I watched Haunted Mansion a couple like a couple days ago, and I'm like, this is horrific. Wow. Some of the worst filmmaking I've ever seen, and that's not on the creators as much as it's on the fucking executives that are supposed to be watching this shit but it's all made for for mass appeal but there's no effort behind it so <laughs> no one's gonna fucking see it it's just schlock it's corporate bullshit and it's oh uh, wow uh, well what you got i mean fight the power you disney has been around for such a long time right disney goes through these waves of shit and it's almost like they have to like kick you know basically kick themselves in the nuts at, to 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 fix it right but if you go back to the 80s or when you go back to the the 60s 50s 60s and 70s all those disney classics you know jungle book all those uh, you know uh cinderella the the rescuers it, yeah, like even the rescuers right uh did yeah. really well and that's a good movie then you get to like the early 80s and you get black cauldron right <laughs> Yeah, and then it was like, ugh, that was, and then you get, um, the apple uh, gang, <laughs> the, the apple, apple dumpling, dumpling gang, seventies. Right? Yeah, that was highlight. You, you get, yeah, you know, Don Don Knotts was was their their megastar. You know, <laughs> the uh, I have to tell you something. Don Knotts, please. The, the, you had uh, the, through the eighties. You, you had, I guess, Oliver and Company, but Oliver and Company didn't do well. Oh. Uh, like it was right, and then. So they just, for the better part of the 80s, from like 82 to 89, they shit the bed until yeah. Little Mermaid, right? And uh, they hooked, the, you know, they, they <coughs> latched on to Alan Menken, right? And then you had that, you had that golden age again. You had, you know, Little Mermaid and, and Tarzan and, and all those movies. And then you get to like the late 90s and it's, you get uh, that, Fucking uh, Roseanne Barr chicken movie. What was that called? Home on the Range. Oh my god! Right. You know, and so then there, and then you and then you get uh, Beverly Hills Chihuahua. <laughs> right. Uh, and then they realize, oh my god, we we've again we, we've we're completely you know back, bankrupt creatively. And so what do they do? They bought Pixar, right? And then they basically they wrung Pixar out until it it was out of ideas. <laughs> but luckily, they had enough overlap between Pixar and Marvel, right? There was some overlap there. And then you had Star Wars too. Well, they've now 
<laughs> ran all ran all of the creative out of Pixar. They've run all the creative out of Star Wars, just about. And now they've done it to Marvel. So it's it's like they can't. Once the money shows up, they can't get their that, hands off of it. They can't keep their hands off it. They can't stop fucking around with it. Love that money. And then they screw up the properties. Well, it's weird because here's the thing I find so weird with Disney. It's like, and it's with every studio. And you're right. It's these waves. But you think they'd learn that when they get really talented creatives and they trust their teams and they just manage the marketing and the story. They train no pre-pro and they handle post. And that's it. And if you just let creatives be creatives on the project and you you let them fight for their vision, your product turns out better. I mean, let's like you look you at get the Guardians first, three. You get Guardians three. I mean, in other studios, you get Barbie, you get Oppenheimer. I mean, these are creative made movies that are purely based off the visionary mind of the directors and the writers. And it's like it's funny that when you let that happen good product is made not when you try to do some corporate shit not when you try to do some woke shit like and i'm i'm woke i'm woke as can be but goddamn did we lose subtlety in the last fucking t- three years it's just like make product that can inspire people and that can teach people but don't bang it over people's heads that's my fucking spiel my wow. bad. I get it's so irritating. I hate this. I hate the environment of, of filmmaking right now, and I hate studios because they suck. Yeah, stu- yes. The flip side of that is you've got uh, writers who are who don't give a shit either. So like they they're so soured on the, their own industry that they've stopped trying to. Yeah. Right. So uh, it's this all or nothing proposition. Give me total creative control and I'll put in amazing work. If there's any le- if there's any oversight, I don't want to do it. And that's that's Marvel 101 because Kevin Feige is going to uh, is going to micromanage every step of this process. Yep. Right. The only reason we got Guardians three is because James Gunn got in early enough. Right. Took a took a property. Nobody expected to do anything with and it blew up. And so, and so now we're a third movie in Disney's got all sorts of egg on their face because they fired him to begin with and had to beg him to come back. So he came into the whole project with, with enough equity and stroke to get the movie he wanted to make made. Right. But, yep. uh, nobody else is going to do that. Kevin Feige's not going to let anybody else, you know, come in and do that. Lord so, it, you know, it's, it's just well and truly, Fucked. And that's the thing, too, is we went there is a period of Marvel characters that we skipped right over. Right. Yeah. We went from 60s uh, Marvel to uh, 80s Marvel, picked up a couple of 70s characters and then shot to the 2000s. Right. And I know that the 90s are not the greatest, you know, uh, um, the late eighties and early nine and, and through the nineties aren't the greatest period for comics, but there's still good stories there, right? There's still things you can, you can work on or there you can, you can work to. And, and you got like, we still haven't got fantastic four. We still haven't got X-Men, you know, it's, it's just bizarre. Like, uh, I, I, why, why the hell do, why don't we have Nova at this point? Nova, we should have had a, we should be on a second Nova movie by this time, by now. <laughs> 
Yeah. And what the fuck? Well, we and got we the Marvel second Nova movie and teasing a new Warriors movie. We got the Marvels coming up in a couple of weeks, though. Oh, you know, that's that's they're saying that's uh, set to potentially be the worst opening, mar- worst Marvel opening in history. <laughs> and somehow or another, Breed Larson wants to wants out of it. I'll yeah, she, I think I think that movie looks pretty OK. I don't see anything outrageously bad in the trailers, but. I mean, at this point, I have no hope. Hope, like, like, like. I don't even know if I'll see it opening weekend. I don't know. I, just out of it. That's going to continue to get bad press because people, people just shit on it. PMR, we can barely hear you there. PMR, you you're sounding a little robotic. Can you hear me now? There you go. Yep. I'm just saying, just people, just you know, without even seeing it, they're already wanting to shit on it. So, yeah, I don't like that, but I'm not, I'm not a fan of that either. I, I don't want to. Here, here's the thing. I don't. Uh, I don't feel like I need to see it. I'm not not seeing it because of Brie Larson. I'm not seeing it because I don't care about right. any what of happens? these characters. The one character I did probably care about was Nick Fury and not after Secret Invasion. <laughs> you yeah. turn in your back on Nick Fury. Like, what the fuck? I, I, like I'm ready to move on to just Nick Fury Jr. Like let, I wish they'd established him in, in the Secret Invasion and killed uh, uh, Sam Jackson. Wow. Well, look at that. I, I didn't think we had any any new news to talk about, but uh, you know, I'm gonna be stressed out. <laughs> uh, you know, Alex is all stressed out and is mad at the studios, and uh, you know, I God, PMR. <laughs> uh, PMR, he always keeps us on our toes. Hey, so you just mute us. Yeah, just mute mute us. I mean, he's going to come back and give us a review of of Rebels. I hope because uh, I know. Hey, let me ask you this though: Has anybody been watching Ahsoka? <laughs> I I'm just winging oh, it here, Brian. I don't know what well, else I've to do. I've got more news. Oh, talk to please. News. Keep, keep talking just so we have some audio going over. All right. All audio. right. <laughs> so a big sort of, uh, uh, and it's it's probably the the bad news for the big uh, the big two uh, comic uh, comic uh, publishers, but uh, they announced uh, there's a new imprint coming to. Uh, well, Image. Image will be the ones Image. printing it. But uh, Jeff Johns, Gary Frank, Brian Hitch, Francis Manipal, um, th- Brad Meltzer, Peter Tomase. And, and in the picture, I don't know why they're not saying it, but in the picture is Grant Morrison, like Ooh. posing with them when the announcement's made. So maybe they haven't announced what book he's going to be on yet. But, I mean, it's like a murderer's row of writers and artists from D.C., and so people are liking it too when you know Jim Lee and and uh, um, Todd McFarlane left yeah. Marvel, right? But the new imprint is going to be called Ghost Machine. It's not going to focus specifically on the whole thing. Is they're wanting to kind of break away from just superhero comics, of course. So they've got um, like one of the characters is uh, Geiger. He's like a radioactive man. One of the characters is um, the red coat, right? Uh, which kind of reminded it kind of seemed like uh, the old backup stories in Watchmen, right? Uh, the uh, the black. Oh my god! What was the the pirate comic in the back? 
anyway, but, uh, but yeah, so they're, they're starting their own imprint, which, you know, Mark Millar had said a few months ago, like the big three need to, all of these creators, these A-list creators need to go back to, you know, Marvel and DC and, uh, just, you know, it's, it's good for the industry, you know, not, not seeking a paycheck, but going and trying to course correct some of these characters for the, for Marvel and DC, uh, and get some, um, uh, buzz around comics again, because comic shops are closing left and right. Right. Uh, and I've got a, a, a guy that I talked to that owns a shop and he, he basically said, nobody re- you know, used to have the Wednesday warriors. They, they'd line up, they'd be there on their lunch break. They'd grab their books. They'd sit in their car and read them before they headed back to work. Ugh, he was like, you, you don't have that anymore. Like that's gone. That uh, we haven't had that even through COVID or like, you know, uh, like since COVID or before you don't have that people show up, they buy the books based on the cover art and speculation that it might go up in value. (laughs) You know, so comics are now baseball cards. So the, uh, uh, but yeah, instead of, instead of going back to Marvel or DC, probably like uh, five or six of the, the best creators of the last decade have all just set set up their own imprinted image. So not great news. Alex, did you heard this? Yeah, I have. I, there was a lot of like, there's a lot of comic book. It was New York comic con, right? Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of announcements there. I mean, just that kind of stuff. And then there's also just the regular, the big two publishing and their new initiatives. I mean, the ultimate universe coming back and all that. I'm just like, Oh my God, they're really trying to, they're trying to revive this industry. But man, I, they're just producing schlock. I mean, DC, I swear they switch every year and who's producing better stories. DC's probably right now. I don't know. It's, it's hard to keep up with. It's hard to care. <laughs> it's hard to care. Kind of like the movies. No one, no one cares about the movies. No one cares about the comic books. Maybe, maybe it just you know again it'll uh, go through a little bit of a resurgence, but it just needs to die out for a few years, and then people will care again. Maybe I don't know. Maybe, maybe so. One more comic story. I thought I thought this was good. Like they announced, PMR did not. They announced that uh, Garth Ennis is going to take over the James Bond comic. I did. Know Garth Ennis preacher comic, right? And the boys. So I don't know. That seems that seems pretty uh, pretty fantastic to me. I will be I will be picking that up day one. But yeah, and re- reading it in your car during your lunch break. Reading it in my car on my lunch break. Yes. So huh. yeah. Has anybody watched Gen V or whatever that is? I actually I, haven't. I have. I've I watched, watched it. I've watched a few episodes. It was good. Was like the boys, right? Good enough. Yeah, it's the same. It's good enough, yeah. Good enough. We've got, uh, I think that's pretty much news, but we do have, oh, well, no. I don't know if I want to talk, talk about this now or, yeah, I'll talk about it now. All right, so. All right. <laughs> in the promotion for Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom this week, uh, the pitch that's going around now or like the, uh, the, the talk track around the movie is that it is a buddy cop movie, but with Ocean Master and Aquaman, uh, very akin to a Podman favorite, 
Tango and Cash. What? Yeah. I mean, this is kind of like a dream come true, though, right? You, you, you're sounding, you're sounding kind of uh, disappointed in it, but I would think that this would be like, all right, I'm in now. No. Except it hits a little too too close to home. PMR, do you know what I'm talking about? Hey, sorry. Uh, what are you talking about? Uh, the fact that they're now positioning uh, the new Aquaman movie as a buddy cop comedy a la Tango and Cash between Ocean Master and uh, Aquaman. Can we talk about this? This was uh, like a heist, didn't it? Yeah, well, <laughs> we didn't. Somebody presented a script to us Ooh. about 20 years ago. Do you, you don't recall this? Because this, when I read it, it hit a little too close to home. It brought back some not so great memories. Wow! You know, you you, you made fun of that guy. I like did that. not make fun and of. And now his he's script. a Hollywood writer. Uh, no, <laughs> no he's not. So he went the other way. Nah. Uh, so we had a, a subscriber at the shop that's name was Ponytail Mike. <laughs> and we used to let's, let's, well his name was Mike uh, I forget his last name yeah, but, but he had a ponytail <laughs> and so it, it was let's just call him Ponytail name, Mike Brad. what's that it wasn't his Christian no Ponytail was not his, it okay. wasn't on his birth certificate close enough but here's the thing let me give you some some backstory. so Ponytail Mike his name was Mike and he had a ponytail right and so he was named Ponytail Mike because right. we had a nickname for everybody that came into the shop it's there was, different than there Elevator was, Mike Right. You're right. We already had a mic. There was elevator mic. So right. we. If I said mic, you're like elevator mic. No ponytail mic. No. All right. Ah, oh, I got it. Right. We had GI Jerk. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We had the. He collected those 12 inch GI Joes, and he was kind of a creep. He'd go to those Hooters, uh, those Hooters beauty pageants, and take uh, a <laughs> look. Take creepy pictures of them. <laughs> yeah, take all creepy pictures of them. He he'd sit underneath the the, uh, the stands. Well, he, <laughs> he wanted to get that kind of uh, yeah, a different a different perspective there. We uh, we had the Duke boys. It was a couple of boys, a couple of good old boys. They didn't mean any harm. No, no harm. No. John we McEnroe. Had, uh, we, had, uh, we had the Duke boys. We had John McEnroe. We had uh, Goblin Girl. Oh, <laughs> Goblin Girl. God, I wasn't going to go there. Uh, I don't think I ever called her that. I think that was a that was a well, not to her face. No, I think PMR would say that one, and we'd all just kind of cringe and go, "Yeah, we know who you're talking about." Um, well, what else well, did mean. we have? Who else do we have? Uh, but I, there honestly, was, in all honesty, she did look like a goblin. Oh, God, he won't stop. I'm just saying. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to be funny. No. <laughs> I mean, you can't help the way you look. And if you look like a goblin, you look like a goblin. Bless her heart. She looks like an old goblin girl. Yeah. So, uh, but so, Ponytail, ponytail Mike, Mike. He would come in and he would tell us that he would, you know, he, he always had some. Well, for a long time, he would come in and try and play the Star Wars CCG with me, right? Because he wanted to play it. And I was, I would work at the shop. And if he came up like on a Tuesday night or something, it was dead enough where I could play and wait on a customer and then come back and, you know, finish playing the game. But uh, he would, so he would come up and he would, he would always build his deck specifically to beat me. 
And so I, after a couple of weeks of it, I just like I just started changing my deck every time he came in. Right. And so he would build this whole like meta strategy around the deck I played the week before, and then I would crush him this week. And then next week he built a deck built to to fight the deck he fought me. Yeah, he was always a week behind. He was always you were one step ahead. Playing. And so I would just um but he would also come in and he would talk about that he was writing a script. He's working on a script. He had a notebook. He'd be writing it. He was working on a script, working on a script. And so one day we got him to kind of break down what the script was about. And he was like, well, it's, it's, uh, it's going to be three, uh, three, three trilogies. So nine movies, okay. three trilogies. And the first movie starts in Atlantis and it's a heist movie. Right. And so he's trying to explain it to us. And we're being the peanut gallery. We're just kind of like, you know, snickering and, and, you know, picking it apart and stuff. And I think I said, what are they there? You know, they're they're trying to steal clams from the bank, you know, that sort of thing. Uh, we were a great support. Back then. Yeah, we were a great support system for him. Uh, and so it, but he kept describing it. And he's like, well, these these two police officers and one's the wild and crazy one. And the other one's by the books. And we're like, it's Tango and Cash in Atlantis. It's Tango and Cash in Atlantis. And so, and like he did, you could tell he did not like that analogy. But <laughs> the way he was teeing it up was was specific, he was like he watched Tango and Cash and then wrote this script and did not put the two together that he had basically stolen the, the script for Tango and Cash and put it in Atlantis. But like so, when we said it's Tango and Cash in in, uh, in Atlantis, like he kind of like had that that realization wash over him <laughs> that it, that's exactly what he had written and. Uh, I don't think he ever mentioned the script again, right? Now, until decades later, Mike is no longer with us, uh, right? No. He oh, passed God. away. He passed away uh, probably ten years ago, I guess. <laughs> Maybe the day after you guys mocked his script. <laughs> yeah. No, pure coincidence. It was at least a decade later. Um, and Elevator Mike yeah, is no longer with us either. No, that's true. We are. That is true. Neither but, is so, uh, Goblin Girl. So. Wow. Are we the only survivors? This is long of, in memoriam. This is, yeah. Wow. So anyway, so Ponytail Mike, we used to, we would tease him that it was uh, Tango and Cash in Atlantis. And so then when Aquaman, when they're making the comparison that it's Tango and Cash in Atlantis, I'm like, this. This rings for bell. He's Somebody stepped on, on Mike's head. grave, right? Like this is, or maybe it was his script. Maybe somebody found his script. That's what that's I'm saying. What, maybe that he, he willed it to somebody or another, and it finally. I want to believe. Yeah, it, it's 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 a work of love. Somebody sent the script in, and Jason and Moa said, "This is it." But I would. Like this to is say, the movie we're making. I would like to say also, and I, Brian, I don't know if you remember this. I'm sure you do. Is he also came up with a script for Jason Versi? A good. Ten years before the movie actually happened, or maybe a Jason versus Freddy. Yeah, don't you remember? Well, you broke up. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, he he uh, he came up with a script. Wow, and we were like, they're, they're like, never oh, going to make that. that. They'll never do that. They did, and they did. He was a visionary. He was. Wow. I guess what I'm saying is, we were the idiots. Yes, well, that's what you're trying to say. Saying, you, were, you were the assholes. We <laughs> thought <laughs> he was the idiot, yeah, yeah. but in actuality. It kind of was some good us. ideas. Yeah. It was us. The two guys running the comic book shop was the idiot. Who? Yeah. Who to think? Who thought that the two guys running the comic shop would have had the wrong of it? Uh, we thought we, we thought we had all. He had it all figured out. 
Yeah. yeah. This jackass is doing tango and cash and lettuce. <laughs> <laughs> Next. Well. Your book. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Go sit in your car and read it, you asshole. Loser. Sure. You gonna buy these pogs or not? <laughs> <laughs> buy these pogs. Well, can I interest you in some slammers? <laughs> no, this right here. This is a three ounce slammer. Oh lord, I don't think you're ready for it yet. <laughs> no collection is complete. <laughs> These are brass slammers. These are much heavier. Ooh, look at this. Feel that. Feel the heft of it. Maybe by the time the slammers come back, then comic books and movies will come back as well. Well, that's what me me and Brian were talking the other day. Honest to God, I think we should bring back trading cards from, like, movies like they used to do back in the 70s and 80s, you know? That'd be fun. No one does that anymore. Does anybody do that? I don't know. Uh, There might be a reason. There's a tops. Tops has a trading card like thing that they like, but it's like online. But they do movies. Yeah, it's yeah, it's, it's no one real cards. Yeah, yeah but I guarantee you, people want real cards. I mean, if you put it out there, I guarantee you, the you people make money on it. Brad, what are they going to put in their spokes when they ride their bike? Yeah. Exactly. Where will they get their uh, old piece of gum at? Their old dusty exactly. <laughs> piece of God damn it. Brad, do you remember how exciting it was to complete that 100-card set of Star Wars trading cards? Oh, completely, yeah. You know, you got that last card that you were missing. Yeah. You know? I think the kids need that today. They need the, the chase cards around like they used to. This is probably a good segue into something I was going to talk about later, but we need to get through the in memoriam. <laughs> oh my goodness! We... People in the comic book shop. <laughs> no, yeah. In addition to who else? Are you kidding? Oh, oh there's Fran the dog. Fran the dog. Yeah, we had uh, we had some deaths. We had some some folks depart us. Like since the last time we spoke. Since the last time we spoke. Oh yeah. goodness. Yeah. So I'm... you had uh, Michael B- Gabon. Dumbledore has passed away. Um, last... Yeah. Right. Yeah, I, I didn't. I, uh, I I like him as Dumbledore. Well, he's dead. So well, he had PMR stamp of approval. <laughs> All right. Did you tell him that before he died? I mean, is he? Now, tragedy now that i like them it's more of a tragedy than it was yeah we've had uh i mean this one this one kind of hurt uh just last week suzanne summers died oh yeah passed away that was a you know that was very surprising (laughs) shocking i mean she did the thigh master yeah she did Mm. the sheriff She's the sheriff. Yeah, that's right. She's the you know, sheriff. You remember that show? She a step. Just she's a. She just took it step. one step at a time, step by step. Step by step. You know, I mean, brick by brick. I mean that, and plus, no one knew she was sick. Well, I, don't, I think what, it's probably safe to say that everybody kind of forgot about her for the most part, except for those uh, around her. Maybe I don't know if Hollywood was like, "Oh my God, who are we going to get to play?" Agatha Harkness. What about Suzanne Summers? Oh, I forgot all about her. Oh, she would have been perfect. She's dead. All right. She's dead. Uh, but we all agree that she was probably one of the better 
members of Three's company, right? I mean, yes. she was the best of the blondes. <laughs> of the blondes. Well, we all know who the real star of Three's company was. The Roper, Mr. Roper. Mr. Roper. Mr. Roper. Yeah. Absolutely. Mr. Roper was the reason you tuned into that show. Yes. Yeah, he was. I love Norman Feld. Is Norman he still rocked that show, Is man. he dead? Unfortunately. Been dead. Uh, and then we had another, I mean, another smoke show passed. What? I mean, uh, just a couple days ago. Who's that? Burt Young from uh, the Rocky <laughs> movies. Yeah. That one hurts. That one was <laughs> a surprise. From, uh, yeah, Polly from the Rocky films. Although, you know, it, it is weird that he's 83, so he's the same age, uh, essentially, as, uh, you know, um, Sylvester Stallone, but he hasn't been in a Rocky movie since Rocky three. No, four. He was in four. No, no, he was in Rocky six. Actually, was he? He was Rocky five because he's the one that um he he lost their money. He he. Oh, that's right. Money and he lost it. Um. Then he was in Rocky Six, and I remember that was because Adrian was dead in Rocky Six, and he was the one that, you know, helped Rocky get through all that. All that was he in Six? I didn't really remember he was in Six. Yeah. But yeah, so Burt Young uh, passed away. But he's uh, like he could have been in what on uh, all these Creed movies. Yeah, hey, all, they could have. Yeah. Dead. I'm going to be completely honest with you. I thought was I did kind of think he was already dead too. Yeah. <laughs> Such a loss. Oh, 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 not a death, but, you know, it's knocking. Uh, oh, what's his name? Uh, Michael Caine, retired from acting. Yep. Who? So that is a tragedy. Exactly. That's a death. Michael Caine. That's, is he dead? That's when we, if we were doing a Deadpool, I, that would be number one. <laughs> he, well, no, he doesn't need any more be, houses in Bermuda. After seeing photos from New York Comic Con, my number one would be Tim Curry. Yeah, oh yeah, that's yeah, uh, yeah. I've, those were pretty bad. I, I cannot even believe they dragged that poor man out. It reminds me of when uh, Doctor Smith. Remember from uh, Mega or Dragon Con all those years ago? Doctor Smith was sitting there, and they had him next to the Playboy uh, Playboy bunnies through the ages. Now they were all in their sixties, but it was like the nineteen fifties Playboy right. bunnies and stuff were sitting there. And I remember they had uh, Dr. Smith. What was his name? The actor? Um, oh, my God. Smith. I want to say Zachary I'm, something or no? Yeah. Jonathan, Jonathan Harris. Jonathan Harris. Harris. Okay. okay. Jonathan Harris. So, uh, but he, he's sitting there and he looks like he's just, there's like no, there's nothing. Like okay. he's just blank stare like like I, i'm convinced they had like a, a broomstick up his sleeve when he was signing stuff to, to, to sign the pictures but he's just sitting there in the wheelchair and i remember the people the wranglers that were helping him they all went to lunch but what they did was they put the closed thing over his table 
right? But he's still sitting there, and oh. they just turned him sideways. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> like, gosh. And they went to lunch, and uh, he's like, I remember the Playboy bunnies were still, like, bending over, and, like, he's just, like, like dead to the world. He, he, <laughs> they're bending over right in front of him, just ass in his face, and nothing. No response whatsoever. It was just like, you know, he was a, a doorstop. Well, he was lucky they didn't drape the clothes all over him. <laughs> just put That's it on what, top yeah, of They should have just put the, the cloth over him instead of the table. <laughs> Was it me and you, Brad, or me and you, Brian, that saw him like eating like a peanut butter sandwich out in the lobby of uh, one of the cons one time? He's just sitting out there, just the sandwich, and it was just. He, was it him, or yeah. was it Anthony Daniels? No, it was Jonathan Harris. <laughs> okay. Uh, check out the uh, text, the Podnum text. Oh, we got right, late breaking uh, news breaking here. News. Well, it's just what we. That's so the photo I was talking about. Yep. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Jesus. Uh, <laughs> wow. Jesus. It's, it's like he's melting. Uh, yeah. Did you see this, Alex? No, I didn't see it. It'd be guy. almost like, uh, you know, who's someone else that you would go see at one of these things, like William Shatner or something like that, where he's like, huh? You know, you're missing a, a hell of an opportunity. <sighs> an opportunity to see William Shatner from afar? No, he's gonna he's gonna sign an. You get a picture with him. You can, you can get, get an autographed photo or a poster. <laughs> you can watch Star Trek Two with him. <laughs> the best uh, can you run and get some more uh, jujubes there, kid? Yes, sir, Mister Shatner. <laughs> right away. Shifting. He's like ninety-two years old, Brad. This is your only chance. Your only I know. William Shatner. I think he's. I think Brad's accepted that it's not a thing on his bucket list. Yeah, I don't know. If I, I mean, I think didn't last time you guys see him that he didn't really say anything to you. No, he said good morning to. Him. Oh, he did good say morning. that. Very exhilarating. He didn't say shit to me. <laughs> <laughs> Brian's got a beef go, with him. Mister Shatner. How much do I have to How pay to you, get sir? you to say hello? I said good morning to him. He good morning. Him, and then he said good morning after we took the picture. Very nice. Very nice. Wow, he literally couldn't have said. uh, There's uh, the only thing less he could have said is is nothing. Well, very nice. That's what Stan Lee did. I still think Stan Lee was a wax figure when I took a picture. I remember when when me and Jacob got our picture with Stan Lee. Like he was sitting right, and and uh, uh, we they kind of brought us in behind him. And uh, so you couldn't like, you know, make any eye contact or anything or shake your hand. And so he like he was he's he's there, and I walk around to his right, and Jake comes over to his left, and he's like, basically like, is someone there? (laughs) Like, like, he put his arm around Jacob and took the photo, but but yeah, it was like he had he couldn't even hear, like he had no like you know, it was just. Alex, did he move at all when we took a photo with him? He didn't. He just oh, like he did he not. He didn't move whatsoever. <laughs> like literally, met like a childhood hero. He didn't say jack did the shit. <laughs> I think he was a wax figure. I swear to God, I, I he probably was. I think he was. I think they they got a hundred bucks out of us, and uh, we took a we, we took a picture of Stan Lee. It's still on my Instagram. It's my it's my oldest post I still have up. It's wow, me and Stan Lee. It's right next to my William Shatner one. So. Oh my God! Well, I still, I, I still have my. Uh, you know, I knew I met Stan Lee when no one else wanted to talk to him. 
other than uh, the fine folks of, I think, it was, was it at BET that uh, picked up Stripperella? <laughs> so I met him and talked to him for like 10 minutes, and I got a Didn't Polaroid go with him. Yeah, Polaroid with him. Yeah, I don't know where that is, but I think my wife You don't know where that is? No. But I'm sure he remembered it. God, that'd be so cool. You got a cat man. Stanley there, just straight out of mall rats, Brad. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, I had to sit there for ten minutes acting like I thought Stripperella was a great idea. Oh my God, I can't believe anybody hasn't thought of that one before. It's a good one, Stan. You, House of Ideas, not running dry with you, big guy. Yeah. How do you mm. do, it? Dan? How do you do it? How do you do now, don't touch your nurse. <laughs> I go slap your nurse on your on their ass. Hey, Aww. let me ask you something. Uh, where are the hookers? Yeah. <laughs> okay, Stanley, I'll get you hookers. <laughs> oh, oh, true believer. Stanley Green in the last year. Excelsior. Excelsior. Harassing the nurses and stuff. I mean, of course you're going to sexually harass the nurses. Of course. <laughs> I mean, that's why I look forward to to getting old. <laughs> then what are you paying them for? Healthcare? No. I mean, no. If you ain't being harassed, you ain't pretty enough. That's, That's right. <laughs> they don't wear their little Lessons nurse outfits pod, more like they used to. The little hat and the little white outfit. Yeah. To all the ladies, to all the ladies out there listening. Mm. There you go. This is the pod, man. This is why we haven't recorded in six months. Well, there uh, any ladies that are listening to this are married to one of us, so yeah, yeah well, they know what they signed up. Very for. low possibility any of them are actually listening to it. <laughs> that is a very low possibility. Speaking of wax figures, you guys hear this thing about the, the controversy <laughs> about the rocks uh, wax figure? Yeah, I, don't, oh, I, I call it the walk, the oh. white rock. <laughs> it's the walk. I mean, he yeah. doesn't look like he's any darker than or lighter than any pictures you've seen of him either. It doesn't seem like to me. But it, no, but it looks like it doesn't look right. Like he looks white. Like he looks like a Caucasian male. It's very <laughs> weird. Like he looks more like Vin Diesel than The Rock. Oh, uh, maybe that's that's what's hitting the nerve. Like it's it's so funny. I think what's it's the with it? Yeah, he's uh, too Caucasian. They made this wax figure of, of him for like uh, some wax museum in France, and uh, there's all sorts of controversy around it because he looks uh, that's what he looks Caucasian. That looks white as shit. I'm too Caucasian. <laughs> Sometimes I feel like so, I'm too cautious. Most of the time. Uh, so yeah, that's uh, that's the news and our wow. in memoriam. Wow, that's oh, a lot of good stuff. That only took us what an, an hour. hour. <laughs> We're in an hour before we can get to the rebels review. <laughs> okay, let me ask you this about rebels. Okay, I watched the last episode today. All right. Nope. So all all this the I don't know four seasons <sighs> I watched. It was the will they, won't they, you know, will they with uh, 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 Sabine and Ezra? No, no, Hanan and. Uh, oh. So I'm like. Oh, they did. Well, yeah. When did they have time to bang and all that? They finally- it's a kid show. Did you think they were going to, like, show it? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, he thought he was watching Gen V. I just was like, all of a sudden, the last episode, she has a kid, and I'm like. They only kissed that one time when before he died. <laughs> uh, the force. He just he just put it there. Yep. Uh, Virgin birth. Did you were you sad about his death? 
Yeah, yeah, I was bummed. Yeah. bummed out about his death. I was Spoiler alert. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Dad's floor was dead. Oh, God. Yeah, Kanan. Well, and what you may want to do, now that you've watched it, as we've said, you know, Star, Star Wars is all but dead at Disney, except for the stuff that touches uh, uh, really, uh, um, uh, oh, what's his name? Dave Filoni. Dave Filoni. Yeah. So if you go into the first episode of The Bad Batch shows when Kanan's um, – uh, Jedi Master was killed. Oh, really? Okay. I'll have yeah. That. So you see Kanan as a child, <laughs> as a pad one. Um, that show's good. I mean, it picks up on a lot of Rebel stuff. And then obviously yeah, Ahsoka. I like the Bad Batch. I've, I've watched some of the Bad Batch, but I hate that fucking kid on the Bad Batch. I can't stand oh, that. It gets, it gets better. Don't worry. It couldn't get worse unless you, the only she way she can get better is if they kill her. No, she gets really cool. You'll like it. So, and then, and then I, I need to go finish Bad Batch. I watched the first season, but not the second season. It's only been two, I think. Yeah, there's only been two. They're both good. But uh, yeah, then it, then we had Ahsoka. Alex, have you watched Ahsoka yet? I have. PMR's not yet, so we gotta we gotta watch what we say. But basically, it's you know how Rebels ends, right? Him and and. Uh, uh, Grand Admiral Thrawn get you know thrown into the other side of the galaxy, right? right? By those by those uh, whale things, and so uh, uh, yeah, that's the whole thing. Is they're trying to go Sabine is trying to go save Ezra, so but you know it's it was six episodes. I think it's really just a like a preamble to. Uh, a movie like uh, they—I mean, they haven't even announced it yet, but it's obvious what they're leaning towards is doing a, you know, either a, a, a limited series like where all of the Filoni stuff crosses over. Well, they haven't—they have announced it. They, announced they have announced Star the Star movie. Yeah, Star Wars Celebration. Dave Filoni's—it's the culmination of all these stories. And is, like, he, is it going to be a theatrical film? Yeah, before the First Order, like it's the before the First Order movie. Uh, like it'll collide Mando and Ahsoka, Rebel, all of that. Well, yeah. So bad batch. Yeah, be bad cool. batch. Yeah. Everything. It's going to be so, really cool to see. Yeah, that's the best stuff by far. Um, yeah. I'll be honest with you. That's the best Star Wars. I was surprised at how good Rebels was. I mean, like, every episode is great. I mean, they're 20 minute episodes, but they really feel like an hour. They pack so much action and dialogue yeah. and characterizations in there. I mean, I wish I could tell you Ahsoka was as good as that, but it's not. But it's still fun. I think you'll enjoy it now having watched Rebels, and I think if you like those characters, you're going to keep enjoying it, but it's not yeah. as good. It's- Ahsoka, it's like they're putting all the chess pieces out on the board. They're not really... yeah. You're not. It's not like a fully. It's you know what it's like is when you used to get the uh, the prequel comic books before a movie came out. Yeah. You know, it's that they're setting up all the pieces. They're telling you some stuff that you didn't have to know, but it's kind of cool to know. And then you know, but it's not really a fully baked, you know, story arc. So, but it's good. Yeah. I'm. I'm looking forward to watching it. Like I said, Rebels uh, took me by surprise. I didn't expect to like it as much as I did. 
me, it has Skywalker. The what, bro, uh, Alex? For me, it has like a Luke Skywalker man. So it has but, some good stuff. Yeah, they've got some great stuff, and what you know, they made Kanan like. You know, a Han Solo type character, like a, a actually finally made a cool Jedi. You know, oh wow! Let's face it, the Jedi's are not really that cool. Not known for their coolness, or well, uh, in in Ahsoka, probably the coolest character for me is uh, Haran. Like I, uh, Haran was kick ass. He? He's the droid. Yeah, <laughs> that or uh, Balin. Balin's dope. <laughs> Balin was cool, although we're not gonna. I mean, he's dead. So no, he's not dead. What? No, the, the actor is. Ray Stevenson. Um, Sad. But, but and, and here's the, the one thing I, I do. The my one gripe about Ahsoka is it needed more Chopper. Oh, man. Sure. I was, Chopper Everything needs more Chopper, though. That that droid was great. I mean, that, <laughs> that was a funny droid, man. That's, all, that's all PMR needs is a good droid. Good robot, man. That's all I care about. No, Chopper is my favorite. Uh, is my favorite Star Wars droid. So, yeah, uh, hands down. Like I said it. It really it caught me by surprise to how good it was. I was was really surprised um, how much I liked it. And it being a cartoon, you know. I mean, you you even forget after after you start watching that for a while, you kind of forget that it is a cartoon. Especially, I mean, they they just they're really great. So. Well, uh, here's the thing, like, there's trade-offs, right? Yes, it's a cartoon versus, uh, you know, live action. But at the same time, the shit they can do on the show would never be in a live action TV show for the budgets, right? So if you had the choice of doing She-Hulk as what we got or She-Hulk as an animated series, the animated series is going to tell better stories, because there's no there's no limits to what they can do versus the live action stuff. So that's the trade off. Yeah, would I like to see like a no limits live action? Yeah, but it's TV. You're not going to get right. that. So if you want to have that that big scope, that scale, animation is the way to go. Yeah. So. But yeah. Uh, what PBR? You said you're watching something. Oh yeah, just uh, Rebels. That was the only thing you were going to talk about. Uh, Rebels, uh, what about you guys? I'm trying to think. I don't. I haven't. What have I watched? I watched something recently. I've been not watching a lot of stuff, which is bad. But I've been really busy. I can't. I'm struggling to think of anything that I've really watched. I mean, I watched this movie called The Squid and the Whale, but I don't think y'all want to hear about that. <laughs> That's what just a depressing hell? movie. That's just a me movie. That's an old one. It's a goodie. It came out in the nineties, I think, right? Uh, early two thousands, two thousand. Early two thousands, okay. Yeah, two thousand seven, two thousand eight. Maybe two thousand five. I think it was two thousand five. <coughs> well, we like uh, the big, big start of Jesse Eisenberg's career. No. Oh. Hmm. The more you know. What was the end of his career? <laughs> Batman v Superman, Donna Justice. <laughs> okay, yeah, so I we can to... see the complete Jesse Eisenberg catalog between whole, those two yeah. films. Yep, <laughs> the highest of highs, the lowest of lows. The um, I would say Zombieland is probably the highest of highs. No, I'd say um, so, Social Network's the highest. What? Of yes. Ah, Zombieland's so much more entertaining than the the Social Network. I don't. You're on crack. <laughs> 
Zombie Land? Zombie Land? Zombie Land 2, Alex? It's the most entertaining movies I've ever seen in my life. I can I think I've seen it like eight times, twelve six to eight. Something around there. I love mm. it. So good. Yeah. Well, we watched uh it's probably not worth it's not for our this crowd, but uh <laughs> we watched Outlander, the full uh, up to, to, I mean, I guess they got another like season and a half left that haven't come out yet. But uh, Outlander, which is a, uh, it's pretty okay. Like uh, the the romance novel stuff, romance novel stuff get you know can get a little tedious. But the uh, you know the uh, Jacobite rebellion, you know, in Scotland versus England, and now they're into the the uh, um, uh, Revolutionary War. So that stuff's pretty good. But then you got then you got like the soap opera stuff, which is kind of cringy. So I know something I've watched, and I know you, you guys have probably watched it. At least I know Brian probably has. Is uh, the Frasier reboot? Ah, I have I have not. <clears throat> well, I've not. Like I, how I, is Frasier? Yeah, I will say that Kelsey Grammer is great on it, and everybody else is very subpar. I think it'll get its footing. I think it'll it'll get get its groove. But right now, all the side characters are kind of they're just not carrying the show as much as Kelsey Grammer is. You you mean my old coworker Kelsey Grammer? Your oh, old yeah, co-worker. that's right. Yeah. Uh, he's actually uh, he's actually I mean it's pretty funny. He's got just he, he fits right back into the role. But everybody else is like. Yeah, really trying way too hard. Well, he's a Juilliard trained actor. You don't get better than him. There you go. I just, I think it, it just puts me off that it, why, why is he back in Boston and he's not going to go to Cheers? Like, that's just don't put him in Boston. Well, he's, here's the thing. I don't. I, I think eventually we. I mean, you cannot not have cheers I, I think eventually they will go back to cheers or they'll touch on the subject just but, like picard right you got, eventually it's going to have the old crew back together yeah i mean i, I don't doubt it's gonna it's gonna happen but you know that the explanation is i mean why he's there makes sense i mean it's that's where his son lives that's where lilith and his son lived at they stayed in boston when he left so i mean and he wasn't gonna. He was just stopping in to visit his son and decided to stay because he wanted to have a connection with his son that he had never had. So I mean, the third episode is probably my favorite because it, uh, one of the things they talk about is in the past twenty years since he's been gone, he he had a successful like Doctor Phil talk show, and uh, the third episode is they show like clips of his talk show and it's pretty funny it starts out he's like let me show you season one and it's like this real serious you know <laughs> dr phil type show and he goes and what happened in season 13 and it's like some it's just goofy and you know really hams it up and everything for the audience so i mean it's springer-esque it's very springer-esque very dumb so it's, it's pretty fun in that regards but i i it's not as nowhere near as many as his old show or Cheers, of course. But I think, I think given time, I think it'll it'll pick up. I, I think everybody will get the groove in. 
Mm, I don't know. Well, we do have one show to talk about. I think at least me and Brian have watched all of. I know PMR, I think, is a couple episodes behind, but Loki. Mm. Yep. Loki is back. The Loki pokey stick. And man, so freaking good. Wow. Well, and people aren't liking it. Like, it's not getting as good a ratings or reviews as, as the first season did, but I am enjoying it. Like, it's. What? I, I love you, people it. Like the shit on stuff now. I it's, love it, love it, love it, love it. <laughs> it's a lot more Back to the Future sci-fi yeah. than than <laughs> the sci-fi we got or in the time travel we got in the in the last season. Yeah, so. I I mean I think it's so weird because I really if we all remember I love Loki like that first season was so cool to me and just so refreshing. I don't know why, but everything like. The filmmaking seems like 10 times better. The writing is better. Like, it's just like, and it's a whole new team. It's a whole new team of writers, directors, showrunner, like whole new team. The only person that's still a part of that, like pre-pro, pre-production team is Tom Hiddleston as an executive producer. And you can just tell he loves that character. And it's just freaking cool, man. Like, it's just a great sci-fi show. And that, yeah, that Back to the Future vibe. Uh, with a little bit of like Bill and Ted in it, it's like mm-hmm. adult Bill and Ted with Mobius and Loki. I mean, it's just a blast. Uh, this last episode was so good. I mean, yeah, I'm having a ball. That show's amazing. Uh, I love it to death. It's I the by far gave me a headache, so I'm, I'm gonna wait till the rest of them come out <laughs> and I'll watch it. Oh, it's so good! So, so good. Yeah. Speaking of, uh, I, I just saw this, uh, you know, Sith the Rock in our. PMR, you got some echo going on. Can y'all hear me now? Yeah, it's better. Yeah, it's <clears> better. still got a little bit of echo, but. You guys sent me the picture. Picture the walk, the wax figure. The walk? The right. Walk. The rock. Good Lord, man. What's he packing in those trousers there? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I didn't even see it. Let me go back. Yeah, I was going to mention it. I just kind of left it be. That's what he's complaining about. It's not big enough. I mean, damn. But doesn't he look like Vin Diesel? Like, Yeah, he does. I need to go. I've got a photo. When we went to California and we, uh, we were in Anaheim and we drove over to... Uh, um, well, we drove over to Hollywood for the uh, we did like the Paramount Studios tour and everything. For whatever reason, where uh, where we stopped at had a uh, uh, um, a display for Madame Tussauds, and it was Vin Diesel, and I got a photo with it, so I, I can put it up and I can compare what like <laughs> a, what an actual Vin See Diesel wax looks like. Yeah, wax looks like versus what the Rocks one looks like. I'll go, I'll go through for my photos and I'll find that for you guys. <laughs> Well, I don't know who least made I, could his, do. Uh, I don't know who made his uh, statue there, but they were very generous to him. <laughs> well, uh, I've been not watching something, but I've gotten uh, back into something from uh, the, well, I guess like the mid '90s. So, uh, PMR, and I've been talking about it, but apparently. Uh, Overpower, the Overpower card game from the mid to late 90s, 
these guys have bought the license, the well, they didn't buy the rights to it. Fleer, Skybox, whoever they you know become, uh, gave up the rights. Like the the, the rights lapsed uh, at twenty years. <clears throat> so these two guys have been trying to get the rights, and so they haven't bought it, but they've gone and uh, they had to go and um, uh, file a copyright and that sort of thing to take over uh, the game from Fleer. <clears throat> and so they've got it done now and they're announcing a new set. Now what they've done right now is they're releasing some cards that are public domain and they're saying they may do a set that's public domain, but they're mm-hmm. also talking to the big three, trying to get, um, a comic or a superhero, uh, property, uh, for another launch too. And they're saying that will launch sometime between now and the end of next year. Um, they did a, a podcast on it, uh, like two weeks ago and they were talking, they're talking to the guy that, you know, got the license to do it. And he said, it's big three. It's superhero. They won't sell what the prop. They won't sell, say what the property is yet, but it's probably going to be either DC or Marvel or, um, it's going to be, uh, invincible. Uh, so Alex, you, do you, yeah, I mean, it was it was before your time. Over, but do you have any like inkling, or do you remember anything to do with Overpower? No, you just had me at Invincible. <laughs> so, Overpower basically <clears throat> it was a card game. You pick a, t- a team of four characters. Your character cards didn't get shuffled into the deck. You'd have superpowers. You'd have power cards. Like like your, they were like your Ace Queen King one two three four five right. You'd ha- you'd have them in there, but you'd have four different power types: energy. Yeah intellect strength and, and uh, fighting yeah. and so you build a deck of 60 ish cards with it right you didn't have mana like most games now you have like some sort of mana mechanism like magic the gathering this didn't really? have that right so you would basically you'd build your deck you'd have your characters you'd, you'd have like super like superpower cards like what's their yeah. special hits you'd have their power deck and then you'd have like combination cards like teamworks where it's like a, a like two people hitting somebody at the same time uh-huh. Uh, but they made like somewhere in the neighborhood of uh, like 200 characters for it. They did um, five or six Marvel sets, two DC sets and one image set. Right. Yeah. And this is at the shop. That's what we played. I mean, you had people that would come in and get magic from time to time, but what we always played was overpower Really, until that until the DC set came out, the DC set they tried to like change the meta for the game and really kind of screwed it up. And so at, at that time, people shifted over to either Magic or Star Wars, the CC, the Star Wars collectible card game. But right. there was like another four sets after that. So okay. they've announced that. So I'm like, you know, uh, we've gone from, uh, you know, they're bringing back GI Joe. They're bringing back superpowers. They're bringing back uh, Masters Universe, right? They're bringing yeah. back. So it's like you're getting now. We're getting to the point now where like things from the '90s are coming back, and Overpower is one of them. So I've been like going down that rabbit hole, picking up cards. You can get lots of uh, you know cards you know, on eBay and stuff, uh, pretty cheap. <laughs> but building decks and everything. But uh, but yeah, that's that's what I've been doing recently is uh, is picking up those sets and playing with. Uh, the kids, but they like it That's too. Funny. I mean, it's, it's, it can be complex, 
but it's also like, and you still get the deck building component and that sort of thing. And all the special cards are pretty cool, but you don't have the, uh, um, it's not like you feel like you're, you're, I I would be like completely lost if I tried to join magic now. (laughs) Right. Or try to just pick up magic. now, Right. Like it's, it's just, there's two, I mean, it's been around for 30 years. There's too many cards that are, that are out there. There's too many mechanics that are too complex. This is just simple. If you want to play like um, some more advanced mechanics, you can. If you just want to build a deck and wail on each other, you can do that too. But yeah, right. it's a it's pretty kick ass. So well, it's it's funny you mention all that because I did see an announcement today. I literally was just going through Twitter and uh, Magic and Marvel are teaming up. Yep. So I, I was yeah I just saw it too. So I was fixing to say that. So that may be you know, counterintuitive to that may hurt them getting Marvel as the property, but Marvel's the set they did the most expansions for. And, and yeah. if there's, if there's a set that they really need to kind of, uh, course correct and fix, it's the, they did two DC sets. They did Batman yeah. versus Superman and justice league. And what they did was you had the max power for a character was eight, right? Mm. Well, DC had very few eights, but they did double sevens. They'd have characters with two stats that were seven each. Like Superman was seven energy and seven strength, which is kind of cool, but he still can't defend against an eight. So Superman is, if the Hulk fought Superman, Superman is going to be, there's ways he can defend, but not many. The Hulk's going to, is going to land that hit almost every time. And that's what kind of broke it. That's what kind of broke the game uh, for people b- trying to buy the DC stuff because the DC stuff just would not mesh with the Marvel stuff. Um, but yeah, if they do another set, DC would be cool. But I think if I'm reading the tea leaves right, it's probably going to be um, Invincible, right? Because Invincible is a big enough back catalog. Uh, Kirkman has dab- yeah, Kirkman has dabbled with gaming before, right? Because Skybound has a gaming division. Right. Uh, they're the ones that did that uh, super fight game a couple years yeah. ago, right? Which is kind of <laughs> like Cards Against Humanity. But yeah, I got a feeling it's going to end up being invincible. And they've said, but they also said there's thirty, there'll be thirty six new characters in the in the set. Um, yeah, it'll. So I don't know. Cool. I'm going to bring it up when we're up there for uh, Thanksgiving. I'll bring some decks up so maybe we can play. That'll be fun. It's a good game. I always liked it. Because I think that's the only really game I ever played, right. except uh, Hero Clicks, because it was just <laughs> simple. Well, Hero Clicks was never talk. simple, though. Hero Clicks seemed like yeah. it should be simple, but then it was always a pain in the ass about distance and sight lines and shit like that. And I would always just be like, "Fuck it, I'm done." Like, I'm done. This, uh, this where it's the first few, the first couple sets it was just you adding characters and just wailing on each other right then they started adding mission cards which you work into your deck and it would basically change for that round right for every every round you draw eight cards and 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 you start and finish the round and then draw eight new but each round it would change the uh uh, the criteria for that round it might be like you know strength cards or, or minus one to attack or you know, uh, every, uh, everybody adds two to their, to their venture. Your venture is like your, your side bet to like, you know, whether you're going to win the round or not. Um, and then they added, uh, later on, like, uh, battle sites where you could have other characters like pop into your fight 
and throw a special and then leave, which was cool. And then finally, the last thing they added was they added artifacts. So you could put the infinity gauntlet on a character and you'd get special, that character would get special abilities. You could give somebody the super soldier serum and they're fighting would shoot up to seven. So, so it's pretty kick ass. So Pretty exciting stuff will be. Something I just read, not to interrupt, but I'm going to forget it. But I just read that Garrett Morris, and everybody knows who Garrett Morris is. Of course, yeah. I mean, what, what modern person? <laughs> the uh, what hip person of today would not know who Garrett Morris? Is? What was that? Well, his he was famous for the Saturday Night Live. He would do the uh, um, this this broadcast is for the hearing impaired, right? Right. And he'd be in the little oval in the corner, and whatever yeah. Chevy Chase said, he would just shout it. He was the first man to ever play Ant-Man. Right, right. Yeah. So anyway. Anyway. I read something where he just went on some talk show or one of these little podcast shows, and he he revealed that Sherman Hemsley of Jefferson fame Uh was a closeted gay man. What? I thought everybody knew that. The way George Jefferson would prance around when he'd get mad at Wheezy. Man, George Jefferson was the bomb, man. How about that? He was the church deacon on Amen, PMR. Amen. I doubt it. Yeah, I don't think he was gay. I doubt it. No, I think he was. I think if Garrett Moore said it, I kind of want to believe it. As Jerry Seinfeld would say, and that's okay. And that's okay. Nothing's wrong with that. Nothing's wrong with that. I think uh, Garrett Morris is just trying to... uh, you know, claim some fame here. Well, Garrett Morris needs all the fame he can get. That's right. I always liked Garrett Morris on Saturday Night Live. He just never, he just never uh, got any kind of traction back then. He was like the Tim Meadows of the seventies. <laughs> was the Tim Meadows of the seventies? <laughs> Poor Tim Meadows, man. Uh, Tim Meadows is in good stuff all the time now. Yeah, he's got, he's getting a steady paycheck, and Garrett Morris. <laughs> He probably was on, uh, what was he on? Two Broke Girls for like nine seasons or some ungodly amount of time like that. So he's all right. Hmm. He's doing, he's doing yeah. all right. He's Eden Tops. Now he's just talking shit about hidden Hollywood. Yeah. yeah, you know what? Poor shirt. You know, leave the man alone. He's dead. You know. Yeah, gay or not, who cares? He's dead. Yeah, who gives a shit? I mean, Certainly not PMR. No. <laughs> I'm woke. You're going to have to go back and watch a little uh, The Jeffersons with new eyes now. I'll be like, what? Uh, now I see it. Now I see it. I can't unsee it. I can't unsee You know. Now I can't watch it anymore. This what? may be sh- a shock to you. You know who else was in an 80s television show, a prominent 80s television show that that was uh, found to be gay <laughs> later on? <laughs> Wow. Oh my god! <laughs> Found to be gay. Really? Wow. Uh, yeah, Jim so- Jim J. Bullock. What? That's a shocker. Don't say it. <laughs> Too close for comfort. Don't say it. Oh, Jim Were J. Bullock aware? was gay. Jim J. Bullock. Wow. I kind of was gay. Why he was so upset that he got raped by two women? <laughs> a very special episode. I was ten, and I figured that out. I was like, oh. <laughs> Daddy, why is that a problem? It ain't. Because he's gay and two women raped him. 
That was yeah. anywho. That's a bummer. <laughs> yeah, those, some of those very special episodes really got out there. Yeah, they were really stretching in the <laughs> in the eighties with their free. Do you, do you not remember that episode where he got raped by two women? Oh, yeah. yeah, that's my favorite episode. Keep I do saying remember. it. <laughs> I just just he just keeps going with it. Yeah, you remember it, right? It was the episode. You know the one where he got raped by two women. Remember, (laughs) there were two of them, and they raped him. Well, I I think we got the title for this this week's episode. (laughs) Thank you, Alex. Yes, thank you. That would be a good one. (laughs) (laughs) What happened to that guy? Uh, well, yeah, I know one thing. Jim J. Bullock. (laughs) Yeah, I know one thing that happened to him. (laughs) Got raped by two women. women. That was That's all I got. That was too close for comfort. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's see. He's been in something. Uh, let's see. Let's let's look real quick. The last time I saw him, he was play, played like a uh, a flight attendant or something. And some, <laughs> he did. I'm not making this shit up. He played a flight attendant on an episode or something. Okay. I think he was the pilot, and PMR not just assumed he's a flight attendant. <laughs> yeah, exactly. uh, he was not the pilot. Interesting. They would never let a gay man fly a plane. No, of course no, not. That's not what I'm saying. I know. I'm just, I'm just saying that he was the flight attendant. <laughs> I didn't mm-hmm. cast him. But somebody did. I think he was just a sassy pilot, but <laughs> he was <laughs> sassy. Sassy pilot. Mm-mm-mm. Wow. He was great in Spaceballs. Let's Jim, see. Jim J. Bullock was in Spaceballs? Yeah. yeah Prince, he was the, Prince, Prince Valium. Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. I don't remember that. Well, you have to go watch it. Uh, he was in one episode of Glee in 2015. Oh. Hmm. Seems like that's his last uh, IMDb credit. I will say, though, I mean, he aged quite well. I guess it was just moisturizer and stuff. <laughs> God. It could have been a skincare routine. Oh, oh, we, oh, that may be a new low. <laughs> I don't know. We started We're off pretty. About Jim J. Bullock's skincare routine. <laughs> We're completely out of ideas. <laughs> this, this is it. Oh, Jesus. We, we haven't done a podcast in two months, and that's. <laughs> this is what we've come to. <laughs> That's where we're at. Yeah, I'm looking at his IMDb. Sorry, <laughs> right, I want to find out where he played a flight attendant at. <laughs> Jesus, I'm dying to know. <laughs> oh God. Oh man. Okay. Oh, here we go. Uh, <laughs> oh God. He played. Bernie and Bill. Sir. You know what I think was? Uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm. He played a flight attendant in Curb? <laughs> oh. All those, all that conversation just to come to that conclusion. Oh, because I made one joke about Jim J. Bullock. And now we've gone down this uh, this rabbit hole. Now, he he is dead or no? No, no, no. He's alive. Okay, he's just not working. <laughs> Put him on the Deadpool. Hey, here's his movies. Rick and Steve, the happiest gay couple. <laughs> okay. Queer Duck, the movie. Men's Mix, gay short collection. What, what are you Dar, reading here? Gaydar. I'm reading his IDBM. Yeah, well, that, okay, well, that, makes, that makes sense. 
Yeah, are, are all of these streaming? I think he's reading the IG DM. Yeah. <laughs> in playing kissing Jessica Stein, he played the not yet out gay guy. Ah, interesting. We should have, we should have known from from those uh, titles. <laughs> I guess Duckman. Ah, uh, Duckman. He played in Roseanne. Mm. Boom! Seinfeld attendant. <laughs> Sassy attendant. Okay. There you go. Well, you you have got a memory of uh, useless adamantium there, pal. Well, you know, nothing, PMR forgets nothing. Yeah, it comes oh, to you. Mine like a steel trap. He was uh, in five episodes of Al. <laughs> Mine like a steel trap. Nothing gets in, nothing gets out. <laughs> you know, he's, the man's like 65 years old, and uh, he looks every death of You know what we uh, we would be remiss if we didn't mention uh, that uh, our favorite television detective is back for another season. Oh, fuck off. Yeah, here we go. We We got a brand new season of Bosch Legacy. I, I just cannot believe that they didn't kill his daughter off. Well, here's the thing. The uh, she was she was kidnapped by a serial rapist when last we saw her. Yeah, he was different. right. And uh, uh, you can tell they've taken some of the feedback uh, because the first two episodes, uh, Jay Edgar's there the whole time, and um, Crate and Barrel are back, and oh, so God. is Mank. Mank is back too. So you've got four of the cast members from the Bosch TV show are back heavily in in the first two episodes. I always like so, Jay Edgar. He's a good guy. So it seems like they realized that uh, Bosch, Maddie, and and the cigar store Indian uh, can't can't carry the show by themselves. <laughs> Mimi Rogers. <laughs> she looks. There is one scene when Bosch comes to her house uh, right after Maddie's been kidnapped, and she answers the door. And I mean, kudos for her answering the door, like and going for realism and not wearing any makeup. Oof. But it is. <laughs> it is jarring. I always say that because no one wants to see me answer. It is oh. without your jarring. skincare routine. <laughs> Without PMR skin care routine. She needs some pointers from Jim J. Bullock. Nobody will see that. It is, it's rough. It is, it is hard to view, to watch. But, but yeah, so uh, she, she, she does. She looks like a cigar store Indian. Like I can't get it out of my head. The guy who plays Bosch. Center, where the fuck his name is? It's it's like he didn't bring anybody with him from the old show that were like you know, and that's that's not hard because everybody was better than Bosch from the old show, <laughs> except his daughter and uh, Mimi Rogers. And so he's like, ah, I'm gonna bring these two. They're not gonna show me up. They won't. <laughs> and he's right. Yeah, the first two episodes are all uh, them finding Maddie. And trying to locate Maddie and, and all that nonsense. And 
when they find her dead. But. I don't know if they recast the uh, the serial rapist. I think they did. I don't think the guy that because the guy that's the serial rapist was Roy from The Office, and that dude is not aged well either. Oh wow! Really? Yeah, he's put on about uh, sixty pounds and lost forty five percent of his hair. No shit. Yeah. So Roy from the office is not aged well. No good skincare uh, routine from him. And he's a rapist. <laughs> Son of a bitch. But he's not a killer. He didn't kill uh, Maddie. He said he didn't get raped by two women. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. True. I mean, all positives, people. Positives. All positives. <laughs> but yeah, so Bosch is back, and uh, I think it's like four episodes deep at this point. So, uh, yeah. Bosch. We can bring it back, guys. The ratings uh, uh, juggernaut, the Boschcast. <laughs> the Boschcast. People always see him chimed in and saying they really miss the Boschcast. Yeah. <laughs> I so. think half our listeners out there are probably going, what the Bosch? Listeners will be like, who's the pod man? Fuck Bosch. <laughs> Detective. Hieronymus Bosch, known as Harry, is is a Hollywood detective who feels like everyone counts or no one counts. Interesting. Yeah, but, the, but you know what? He's a rebel. He's a maverick. You know, he goes his own way. Hmm? <laughs> no matter how much you want him to stop, he's going to go. He won't. <laughs> Including the viewer. No matter how much the viewer wants him to stop, he won't. <laughs> God, he's got that, that guy is such a bad actor. Ugh. <laughs> uh, I, I'm convinced. I don't know how I'm going to watch it. I'm convinced the only reason I, I got through the first series was uh, was just a Lance Reddick. God damn, Lance Reddick was me. Every time I was so sick of Bosch's <laughs> shit, I couldn't take any more. They'd show Lance Reddick going Bosch. Like like he he he, he summarized just how how annoyed I was with Bosch every time Lance Reddick showed up because Lance Reddick fucking hated Bosch. He hated Bosch. Wow. Yeah, I I mean rightfully so too. I mean, <laughs> I, I'm never I have never and I've said this before. I've never watched a show where I liked the show so much that I hated the main actor. So. He is the worst character in his own show. Everybody else around him is great. The show's great. The stories are great. Oh, oh God. But not not this guy. Oof, God damn. Maybe one day he'll learn. I don't think he will. I don't think he will. But well, just some of back. the shit he gets away with. It's like a toxic the- ex. He just can't get away. Just can't get away from him. I did give up on Lincoln Lawyer. I said, fuck it. Like, I watched when you said that. By the time this, what is it, season two came out, I tried to start watching it. And I was like, eh, I got 10 minutes into it and got bored with it. Couldn't remember the first season and just. Well, the first, it's the exact same plot as the first season. Like somebody hires him to be their lawyer because they're actually guilty. And now he, now he knows that they're guilty and he can't do anything about it. It's the exact same shit that happened in the first season. But. The, my gripe with it is, is he's a, a black hole of charisma. So <laughs> it's yeah. like, Jesus Christ. Like, yeah. Anyway, so 
that's uh i guess we're checking in on the uh, bosch because uh, they're in the same universe lincoln lawyer and bosch they're actually uh half brothers so anyway that's it for the bosch cast that's tune in next week yeah tune in the next bosch cast that's some dead air anybody yeah. else got anything they're watching check it out Nope. Brad, no. what do you do, Brad? You're not watching anything? Not no, really. Anything? No, nothing to speak of. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Well, Brad, this is about the time when you would normally re wrapping us. Uh, yes, an hour and 30 minutes here. So, uh, I mean, I think we, I don't know what we accomplished, but. Did we cover anything really? We didn't, I don't know if we really covered anything except for we have, we gotta get our We got to get our groove back. It's been a while. We're yeah, kinda, it takes a while. A little bit. We, you know, we've, yeah. been, uh, we've been out. So, I think, I think we'll get our groove back. We'll get that 200th episode. <laughs> In a couple of weeks, yeah. <laughs> well, we can uh, we can do a live one the week of Thanksgiving. What's the next? Uh, the Marvels is coming out too. So, oh, yeah, perfect yeah, time to get the family the, together. So, yep. we'll wait a minute. We the Marvels one night time, and when Brad comes up, when Brian comes up, we can do uh, a live episode when Brian comes up for the two hundred. Well, there you go. There we go. Oh, how's uh, AL3X PMR? Good, very good. He's 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 fantastic. Awesome. He's waiting awesome. to see him, man. Yeah, we built a, yeah, we he's... built a robot since last we were on the podcast. Me and PMR, we checked off one of his bucket list items and built a robot. <laughs> he got a he got a new son. Got a new son. He got a new son. Where's he at right now? Is he still in the kitchen? <laughs> Uh, he's been moved. Uh, <laughs> Where's he been moved to? I like. Oh, it feels like he's trying to change the subject. He's in the corner. He's in the corner of the living room, facing the corner of the wall. <laughs> he's tucked into my bed. He's tucked into my bed upstairs with a backwards baseball cap on. <laughs> that was the creepiest shit. That was the best Halloween uh, decoration that. That they would put she out kept it up there. year-round. <laughs> no. <laughs> it wasn't oh, Halloween. Gosh. Man, that was, I was, that was just some creepy shit, it Alex. It was very creepy. And what's weird is it looked like Alex. <laughs> like but it, Alex but being she had it about you it was know, like a five Blair years before thing. Alex was yeah. conceived. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that thing. Oh, God. Well, well PMR. The corner kid. <laughs> Next time I see you, I'll bring, I'll bring over... Uh, Grayson's mechano and you can have a, a second job there. <laughs> can I have another one? Hey, or we <laughs> can give him additional le- arms and limbs. <laughs> there you go. You can add on. <laughs> I asked Grayson afterwards. Oh, I'm like, hey, God. you want to put that together now? He's like, no. I'm like, okay, that's good enough. Box it up. Take it to Goodwill. <laughs> we'll take it to Goodwill. We can we can build a second one. All right. And the sec- <laughs> We've already given AL3X a, a, a mustache. Yeah. So now we'll we can tell this, we can distinguish him and tell him apart. Sombrero, so <laughs> Is we'll he still this, wearing his sombrero? We'll call the He's new one sombrero. N4NCE. <laughs> N4NC3. <laughs> well, 
uh, even the, the, the name the other one. What was it? BR. Uh, what you got? Oh, yeah, BR four D. BR four D. BR four D. I bet he'll go to see William Shatner with me. Yeah, he'll take your two robot friends there. Bill would love I'll to see them. My too. two robot friends, William Shatner. Oh. Three for William Shatner. William Shatner experience. One adult, two children, child robots. God damn you! Since you won't go, fuck you. Okay. Take your robot clone. Taking the robot road trip robot. <laughs> Uh, I maybe talk to him. That's the sad old man over there. <laughs> that it's sounds a like a good idea, Father. Maybe I will go. <laughs> I will let you know next week. <laughs> he probably still wouldn't want to go with me. <laughs> William Shatner. <laughs> I can't even get my my robot to go. Uh, uh, oh, that's uh, oh, so. pretty funny. All right. Well, we ended with a good note there. I love it. <laughs> There you go. All right. Perfect. Well, we w- we've got some good ideas for next episode. Too bad we didn't have some before this one, but uh, you know, we're getting there. Like next episode, says. we can have uh, AL3X uh, chime in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why not? Yeah. yeah. Why not? I'll, I'll power it up next time. <laughs> yeah. He's always listening. <laughs> Until next time, I forgot how to close it out. Save, save it for the podcast. There we go.